Hey, what's up? It's the Den Road Show, episode 82. Feels like it's 192 at <laughs> this point. <laughs> Holy hell. All right. So we're just going to jump right in because, uh, yeah, this is take two. And it's episode three. I don't know. Shit. St- we're Star Wars now. Uh, let's do an artificial insanity. I really feel like I need to update that. Like, it's can you can you hear what it says? Well, it helps to announce it right beforehand, but yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, I feel like it's too funky. I say it every time, but it's like, yeah, this is the segment where we talk about all the AI bullshit that goes on. And boy, do we got some bullshit this week. So uh, everybody's favorite elf, Grimes, is up to some shit. I might get a little defensive in this segment. That's okay. I just spent two hours defending... (laughs) (laughs) I think a washed up emo musician, so it's fine. Uh, Yeah, so Grimes uh, is going to let you turn her into Hatsune Miku, which is uh, something. Uh, All you got to do is sign a blood contract that gives you 50% of of the royalties in perpetuity. So that's cool, I guess. Okay, so what is it exactly, though? Because... You threw out so, an anime reference or something, but you didn't actually explain what it is. You don't know what Hatsune Miku is? I've heard of it. Okay. All right. Fine. But maybe right. the listener or listeners plural have not. Okay. Sure. 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 Thank you. So Hatsune Miku is like a vocaloid, like the most famous vocaloid thing. And so that is basically a piece of software that you just make sing songs for you is like the the most basic definition right mm-hmm. so you purchase it's almost it's almost like a voice font right and so you can just make her say and sing things that you want to you just sort of plug it into your like your digital audio workstation and give her the the song or the melody and she will sing it for you and that's what Hatsune Miku is there's also lots of other vocaloids um, she was like, I don't know if she was the first, but she was like the, the big one and she's so popular that she has lots of memes and, uh, she has her own concerts, like in official capacity and like official songs, even though she's a piece of software that you could purchase and use for your own stuff. So Grimes is now doing that same thing. She's has a piece of AI voice software she's calling elf.tech. Love it. And uh, so, yeah, sure. So you can upload your own ver- vocals. Uh, and this is for Pitchfork. For uh, It says for, quote, regurgitation in Grimes' own voice, which I appreciate. <laughs> um, uh, An artist can commercially license the results in exchange for half of any master recording royalties. Yeah, that's that. The number is steep to me for someone who is doing no work outside of just providing the software. Right. Which she herself did not develop. Well, sure. Right. She she's just basic. She's providing her voice right. font, essentially, which is fair enough, mm-hmm. you know, right? Like it's basically getting ahead of people taking her voice and using it in their own AI programs, Mm -hmm. essentially. Yeah, she she saw something as inevitably going to happen, so she just took action ahead of it, right? Yes, which is a smart play, but at the same time, it's like, if people don't pay attention, they're going to get fucked by this. That's very true. That's very true. Like, if if somebody just wants to sample her voice in like the background of one of their songs or something almost as like a featuring grime sort of thing. Like, you know, just like a small artist, they're going to be screwed because she, gets I'm assuming the cut of like the, right. I'm assuming Spotify that an, a, an actual feature, like if you agree, if, if an artist agrees to do a feature for you, they're probably not getting half of the, uh, the amount that you make from it. I would, I would imagine not. I'm not sure how that works, you know? Yeah. I don't know either. But I, I would assume not, especially like how does that get cut whenever there's like a song where like like, you know, five dudes have a verse, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think it's going to get cut five. You know what I mean? Um, it's usually more or less like a, a, a promotional vehicle. Yeah, it's exposure. Yeah, featured, definitely. Right? Yeah, definitely. And I'm not saying that they should work for exposure, obviously, but you know what I mean? But that's sort of how like 
the the collaboration process operates um it, it just seems like a lot to for for this you know what i mean um she also said that she wants users to quote be tasteful that is but would only block extreme cases oh that is such uh, a such as an ai grimes <laughs> nazi anthem uh quote unless it's somehow ingests uh in a the pro- like uh a la the producers i guess it's amazing to me, and, and this I'm not defending, it's amazing to me that she not only came up with her own um, horrific, you know, Nazi scenario, but then <laughs> bounced off mm-hmm. of it with an alternative that would be acceptable. Yeah. Like, yeah, please don't do Nazi stuff. Well, I guess maybe you could if you made it, like, tasteful. Oh, my goodness. If you make it sassy. And there was also something there about you you can't have her killing babies or something. Uh yeah, quote baby murder songs. Yeah, those are out. Are out also of, off. Yeah, off the table. Yeah. Mhm. But what if the baby murder song goes on and be like a TikTok hit and makes a ton of money for her? You know, maybe. I think it would change her mind. Yeah. Um I think I think you can tell like whenever Grimes and Elon are like sort of back in in like, you know, Vogue together. Based on what Grimes is up to. Wait, what do you mean? You know? Like, I feel like I like, the, you know how they're like on again, off again, you know, like. I had no idea. I thought they were she's done. She's got the kid. I mean, I know they have a oh, kid they, together, you know which is obviously, which, they, which, be, you know, bonds them in, in, in a uh-huh. specific way. But I didn't think they Those had two a. rascals. They can't keep their hands off each other. Is that really know? what's going on? And, oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so whenever she's like up to stuff, like whenever she does a thing where she's like, yeah, I'm going to take 50% of royalties. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're back together. You know what I mean? Because that's what he's doing with Twitter. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's like he paid for her check mark. She's getting 50% of the cut on royalties. Whenever they're doing a capitalism, she's <laughs> she's with him. You know, whenever she's out in RuneScape armor reading Das Kapital, right, right, they're right. off. Posing so, with the uh, with, with the Marx yeah. uh, with the Marx pamphlet, yeah, uh huh, uh huh, um, yeah. I don't know. I I love Grimes's art. I always have. I've always been a Grimes uh, forgiver. Um, but that said, though, she has not really released much music uh, in a few years, and I I also don't want to listen to anything that comes from this voice vocal software personally. Um, like I yeah she. Put out a couple songs. Well, she announced them. She hasn't released them yet. As far as, to my knowledge. I mean, I could be wrong. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Yes, I see here. Yeah, yeah, They haven't been released. Okay. Yes. I don't know. Like, you know, she's kind of framing this as AI, which I guess technically it is. But I just think of it as more of like a uh, sort of adjacent to like an auto-tune, right? It's just like a, it's a, a styling. It's an effect that you can use for your for your music. Like, I don't really consider it, I guess the, the, how you get her voice out of it is, is AI driven, but, um, I don't really think of it. So Grime shared a demo of her collaborative remake of Richie Hawkins, plastic man track passage out. Uh, it's in the bounces folder on the website. I did not go to that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Continue with Google or email or connect wallet. It's a crypto thing. You sign in with your crypto wallet. I can't just play the demo. That's insane. That is wild. No grime. So I'm not giving you my email or my crypto wallet, which I don't have anymore. You can also access stems to train your own grimes AI. Oh, why do I need her? Yeah. You know, like this is. Oh, no, I also need I also for this other for this other website, I also need my email or my fucking uh, Coinbase. wallet. I can never I can never figure out exactly how I feel by the, the shenanigans of Grimes. Like I love her music. I just, some of the, the shenanigans that, that take place. Cause like part of it feels self-aware and like self parody and, and silly and in line with like her whole persona. But then I, I wonder how much is actually self-aware. I don't think she has any self-awareness. Okay. So here we go. Maybe I just can't read. You don't her. believe you don't believe in communal voice ownership with fifty percent royalty. 
That's what it says here. Communal voice ownership. Shin Megami Eyes was very good. That was the last song she put out. It was like two years ago. For the EP Fairies Come First, which has not arrived. No, that never saw the light of day. Uh-huh. Okay. Sadly, because, you know, there's a lot of potential there. This song is about having to defeat Azalea Banks when she tried to destroy my life. She's We're not doing any more um, celebrity gossip. We're done. I'm just reading <laughs> the know. pitchfork at this point. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I have a weird... Because, th- like, with Grimes, my favorite Grimes album, uh, Art Angels, is the one that she is like, disowned. So, I just... I Of course. See, that always happens, you know? She made, like, a, a, a truly incredible pop album, and she's like, nah, that was stupid. <laughs> so, I don't know what to tell you. Who, who am I? So, so, we obviously know that this AI was trained on Grimes' voice, right? You know, either her recordings, probably her recordings, I uh-huh. actually sat down and, you know, did whatever. But uh, we, al- we always talk about, like, yeah, the, these AI, you know, they're, they're trained on huge amounts of data. But we don't actually know what data that is. Right. And these companies, even though the main one is called OpenAI, we don't really fucking know. We just know that it's segments of the internet. And they're not very open about what they are. And so there is an open source alternative to uh, chat GPT called GPT-J. And uh, it says that it's trained on something called the pile, which is uh, an 800 gigabyte data set of diverse language or diverse text for language modeling. And so I have the abstract. It's from 2020. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck is the pile? Well, the pile is composed of 22 constituent sub data sets. Uh, <laughs> and what it actually is, is very unsurprising. It's very unsurprising indeed. Uh, it's uh, composed of PubMed, which is like, medical texts uh something called books three which is like open source book text open web text which is a generalized uh web scrape data set uh includes more recent content from reddit submissions up until 2020 content from multiple languages document metadata Multiple data set versions and open source replication code. What do you mean by what is open source book text exactly? So basically, they don't want to admit this, but they kind of do without saying it. Uh, Torrents. Oh. Books is a data set of books derived from a copy of the contents of the Bibliothèque private tracker made available by Sean Presser. Bibliothèque consists of a mix of fiction and nonfiction books and is almost an order of magnitude larger than our next largest book data set, Book Corpus 2. We included uh, Bibliotech because books are invaluable for long-range context modeling research and coherent storytelling. Yo, is that is that legal? Uh, no. The AI is pirating. Yes. And the company that makes the AI is profiting off of that. Yes. Technically, this one is open source. Okay. But, but anybody that would use the open source project to use a commercial thing, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whoa, okay, but yes, I'm. So, you uh-huh. said unsurprising. I'm kind of surprised by that specifically. Okay, but yeah, I guess yeah, I, sh- I yeah. shouldn't be. GitHub, so it's got uh, open source code repositories. The Free Law Project, U.S. registered nonprofit that provide access to analytical tools for academic studies in the legal realm. Uh, Wikipedia in English. Wikipedia is a standard source of high-quality text for language modeling. That's what it says. (laughs) In addition to being a source of high-quality, clean English text, it is also valuable as it is written in expository prose and spans many domains. Uh, Project Gutenberg. So this one makes sense, actually. Yeah, that's like all um, copyright-free, like like, uh, public domain books, right? 
Yeah, public domain. But even that, like, even that, like, there's, I guess it doesn't matter because they're not, you know, they're not charging for it. But the Project Gutenberg is, like, run by people that put, like, a lot of time and effort into compiling all that stuff. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, Here's another interesting one. Uh, Open subtitles. Oh. So, Open Subtitles Dataset is an English-language dataset of subtitles for movies and television shows gathered by Tiedemann, 2016. Subtitles provide an important source of natural dialogue, as well as an understanding of fictional formats other than prose, which may prove useful for creative writing generative tasks such as screenwriting, speech writing, and interactive storytelling. So, Open Subtitles is literally just people... uh, Submitting their own subtitles for movies and TV shows. Right. So, so all this discuss, like the TV writer strike that's happening now, they're part of that is these totally out of touch execs who want to use AI in the writing process of like movies and, and, and shows because they are disregarding the, mm-hmm. uh, the value of actual human, um, ideas and art, um, and how essential that is. Yeah. Um, it's wild that we're at this point, but we are. Um, so not only is, is that happening, but we're learning now that the actual human dialogue and, and writing of, of all the films and, and TV shows that have come before are feeding into this AI that are now the, the execs want yep. to use. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh huh. Uh, book Corpus 2 is an expanded version of the original Book Corpus, a widely used language model corpus consisting of books written by as-of-yet unpublished authors. Oh. Book Corpus is therefore unlikely to have significant overlap with Project Gutenberg and Books 3, which consist of published books. Book Corpus is commonly used as a data set for training language models. What this tells me is that they're scraping fan fiction and, like, Wattpad. I'm, I can't say that for sure. That's what came to mind for me, yeah. That's probably what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, why is the AI just writing? Uh, why Why is the AI just writing Twilight fan fiction now? Like, what's going on? Uh huh. Uh huh. Ubuntu IRC. The Ubuntu IRC dataset is derived from the publicly available chat logs of all Ubuntu-related channels on the FreeNode IRC chat server. This provides an opportunity to model real-time human interactions, which feature a level of spontaneity not typically found in other models of social media. So, Linux dude chat logs? Really? Wow. That's what you're training the AI on, is, is how Linux bros use IRC chat? Okay. YouTube subtitles, this is another banger. YouTube subtitles dataset is a parallel corpus of text gathered from human-generated closed caption subtitles on YouTube. In addition to providing multilingual data, YouTube subtitles is also a source of educational content, popular culture, and natural dialogue. Wait, I thought YouTube subtitles were generated not by people. Uh, if you turn on the community submissions, you can have people that watch the videos submit oh, okay. uh, subtitles and closed captions. Okay, so those would have value... If you or if you make a video yourself, you can also include subtitles and closed captions that you made. Okay, so they're only t- pulling from the ones that have been done by real people. Then that's what it says, but I don't know how they would differentiate. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. if they're just scraping, which again, more more labor here. There's just more like that's that's right. even more work that's being done by right. real people. That's fe- you know feeding yep. into these machines without any sort of uh not most likely knowledge because this is news to me or or consent uh-huh. or anything fill papers the fill papers data set consists of open access philosophy publications from an international database maintained by the center for digital philosophy at the university of western ontario uh it spans a wide body of abstract conceptual discourse and its articles contain high quality academic writing Hacker News is a link aggregator operated by Y Combinator, a startup incubator and investment fund. Users submit articles defined as anything that gratifies one's intellectual curiosity, but submitted articles tend to focus on topics in computer science and entrepreneurship. 
Users can comment on submitted stories, resulting in comment trees discussing and critiquing submitted stories. We scrape, parse, and include these comment trees since we believe they provide high-quality dialogue and debate on niche topics. And then here's uh, probably the last most interesting one. Enron emails. The Enron emails dataset is a valuable corpus commonly used for research about the usage patterns of email. We included Enron emails to aid in our understanding of the modality of email communications, which is typically not found in any of our other data sets. Wait, what is Enron? Oh my God in heaven. That's never a good reaction. Um, <laughs> one, one of the biggest financial scandals. Oh, I don't know. You know, I'm out of touch with stuff. I have no right being okay. on a podcast. It was an energy company that uh, operated in massive, massive scale of fraud. Just okay, ridiculous. I'm sure I've heard of it. There's there's like 8 million documentaries about it. Yeah, 8 million documentaries okay. about it. So the fact that they're using their email correspondence to train an AI is absolutely bothersome. That is incredible. Just because, just because, just to understand the modality of email communications. You want to learn how to understand human interaction, you use uh, Linux Bro Chat, Hacker News, uh, comments and enron emails no wonder chat gpt was like insulting people by day three <laughs> uh-huh yeah it all makes so, yeah, this sense is why now. they're not really this is why they're not very uh open about why what they train this shit on yeah it's not that it's trade secrets it's that they don't want you to fucking know that they're training it on fucking enron emails wikipedia stolen books like, Jesus Christ, YouTube subtitles. By the way, can I use this moment to plug uh, a favorite show of mine? One that I feel sure. like I might have mentioned it on the podcast a long time ago, but there was a show on stars called The Girlfriend Experience from Amy Simetz. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in, in more ways than one, this show was ahead of its time because the first season um, revolved around uh, sex work. Well, they, they kind of all do, but, but the first season especially. And it, it really was like one of, if not the most, um, just like very pro sex work, very transparent about the whole thing shows that I've seen on TV. And then a couple, uh-huh. so every season was like its own anthology. So the third season, which admittedly wasn't nearly as like cohesive and, and, and really like well put together as it was a little too ambitious, but the reason it was ambitious and this came out in like, I don't know. I I think it was like pre pandemic, maybe like 2019, but the third season revolved around AI and this company who was uh, developing uh, sort of like, you know, training an AI kind of like similar to what we're talking about now. Um, And it really like was deep into like the process and, and the people working there, how they would, all the data that they would use and where they would pull it from and like the moral complexities of that and, and all these questions that we're kind of grappling with here um, was something that the girlfriend experience on stars was dealing with a few years ago. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. It's just a show that has seemed one step ahead uh, in, in a few different ways, which is pretty interesting. I recommend at least the first season is great. I recommend that wholeheartedly. Um, the, the second is very good. And the third is, I think in hindsight, like I think if you were to watch it now, the third season uh, holds a little bit more weight just because of what we're dealing with, with AI. Um, but yeah, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Like I, I, I feel like, um, I, I feel like since it's uh, popular to like, sort of say like, oh yeah, AI is like shit, uh-huh. you know, um, like that, that isn't necessarily the purpose of this segment. Um, like, just because I sort of spun off, like, it, it was just the immediate way that, like, all the tech people went from crypto is the future to AI is the pu- future. And, like, you know, this is how we're going to push humanity. All Like, all the charlatan kind of shit was just, like, all came out at once, mm-hmm. you know? Like, there there are legitimate uses for AI. It's just the way that they're now just pushing it as a way to replace human labor in a way that it shouldn't and can't and that is what yeah fundamentally cannot right and the way that they're extracting human labor in order to 
uh, improve and utilize AI without human consent or human like uh, transaction. Like it's it's just straight up fucking theft. In it is like yeah ninety nine point nine percent of cases. It's like the ultimate form of plagiarism. Yeah, no, it it really is, and like because like I I've. Uh, followed like some AI like I don't want to say projects but like just there, there's been a lot of cool like AI shit like before this sort of wave came around like uh, Drill is like one of my favorite Twitter accounts and I've been following the AI AI Drill account that he has nothing to do with but like just like somebody made that just like generates tweets that are also similar to his for like years at this point and it's great it's funny as hell and it was trained on GPT and Drill tweets you know and it's like this is not hurting anybody. It's not even hurting drill. It's just like funny content. And like the the president's AI thing was funny for like three days, you know? And like there's cool shit that can be done. Like um, Photoshop, like content aware, like tools uh, that can be uh, improved with AI are like really useful for artists. Mm -hmm. What's not useful is just like AI generating images from artists' work. Mm -hmm. There's a huge difference between uh, an uh, AI-assisted tool that can like help remove uh, objects from an image and replace them with AI just like generating uh, images or a video based off of being fed tons of information that humans made. You know, um, so that's basically my stance on AI as it stands currently. Um, and that's sort of the purpose of the segment. So I, I do want to like not get it twisted that it isn't just like AI bashing for the sake of AI bashing. And um, what, because we jumped right into this, this from the grime thing. <laughs> no, not from the grime. This is like something I've wanted to say, like, as I've done like some of these segments before, it's just like something that's been on my mind and I just like, didn't put it. In yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I, I fully second everything you said there. I, I agree. Um, I, it's not necessarily the, um, the tools that are, are bad. It's, it's who's using them and how they're yeah. being used, especially within this, you know, the capitalistic, uh, structure that we exist. Yeah. Like, in. like, here's, like, here's another example. Like, um, so my dad wants, uh, like a doorbell camera and like a rear camera to like, look at wildlife and shit. Um, and like it, mm -hmm. it needs to use my server for that. Uh, but I don't want it recording all the time. And so, uh, I want it to record only whenever there's something that it detects that's worth recording. And so rather than it just having like a motion detector, which would kind of be useless because if it sees a tree move, it's going to record. Uh, I can use AI for it to like have uh, a data set of models that's like, oh, it, it can detect this is a person or this is a deer. And so then it'll start recording whenever it detects that model that it sees. And that's that's using AI and it's using the AI accelerators in the GPU. And so that shit's cool. Right. And, you know, it's it's uh, it's something that couldn't really be done before. And um, right. That's the key, because there's no human being who's sitting yeah. next, next to that camera, turning it on and off 24 seven when they see something. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's, it's a million miles away from. Yeah, well, from turning a writer's room into, you know, like firing all the writers and, and exactly. having stuff automatically generated. Exactly. Which is never, yeah. like, it's never, execs are so out of touch, but it's never going to right. happen. Yeah, yeah, they're being sold on something that, that they, they're saying is going to be able to save you X amount of dollars, you know, when when it when it can't in the long run. It's just... Right. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's just a... a, a the next step in the long line of just like growth at any cost, except the cost mm -hmm. is just like people rather than a monetary cost, you know? So, right. Um, now let's do some stupid shit. Cool. Uh, this is the segment where we talk about um, usually Japanese media <laughs> bullshit that I get up to, um, but I'm not a friggin' racist. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I've been playing the, uh, Genshin Impact developers new game and they're Chinese developers. So I don't want to, 
<laughs> I, want to get a I feel like you just you could have phrased that differently. I don't know. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I'm so stupid. We've been recording for like three fucking hours. Um, but yeah, I've been playing their new game, uh, Honkai Star Rail. Like when you just uh, for the not to interrupt you, but when you just yell out, "I'm not a racist" uh-huh. out of nowhere. I mean, there's got to be a better way. <laughs> I'm not a fucking racist, see? Uh, yeah, I've been playing that for a couple weeks. Th- they they got their hooks in me. They made a fucking turn-based RPG. Like, what what am I supposed to do? A very stylish one. You know? Like that. A stylish turn-based RPG with a really good battle system. Like, it's got a really good battle system. Like, Genshin, I bounced off of it pretty early. You know, but this like last weekend, it was all I did. Oh, wow. Was play this game. Nice. Um, yeah. And the battle system's really good. It's just what sucks is like everything else surrounding it. You know, <laughs> it, it like what sucks. What sucks about it is the Genshin of it all. Uh huh. You know, um, you said you were going to give it a try, but did you did you end up? So, yeah, I was like, oh, this is cool. Let me go get it on my PS5. And then I realized that that yeah. isn't coming until the summer. And I'm like, well, shoot, I want to have at least some sort of input on the segment. So I downloaded it on my phone instead, uh, which isn't ideal, uh-huh. but honestly, not nearly as bad as I thought it would be, especially because it is turn based. Um, and the navigation is pretty straightforward. At least I only played like maybe an hour to be honest with you. Um, so like, I don't know how much the world expands, but when you're just navigating this closed, uh, you know, spaceship environment, like it's very easy to navigate with just the touch screen. Um, right. And yeah, like I am not super deep. I definitely didn't spend a whole weekend playing it like you did. So I'll let you kind of, you know, take the, take the reins here, but the battle system did seem really promising. I like the whole, um, you know, the weaknesses, the strategy behind, you know, when you're going to attack and defend, like it has all the, you know, the, the, the stuff you would expect. And, and, and the characters seem really distinct, like the ones that you start out with, um, which I'm mm. assuming, you know, is, is how they get you with the, uh, yeah, the, yeah. the, the, the paid to, to play elements later on when you want to get new, you know, flashy new characters and stuff. But for the moment, like the, the ones that I'm working with work well together. You can see how they put a lot of time into like balancing things and having the, the, the abilities bounce off each other and stuff. Um, they name the first character you see Kafka, who's really cool. Um, it's just a shame, it's a yes. shame that that character like leaves immediately. I, I hope that that's like not a permanent thing, but yeah. Um, Th- that is like the ultimate tease. Oh, uh, don't tell me that you have to like acquire Kafka as like a, like a role so, or something. No. So she's not even available yet. Oh, okay. So it's like, Hey, keep playing for whenever we eventually release this character into the gotcha. Ah, it's unfortunate. It's yeah. unfortunate. I yeah. get it though. Like, um, yeah, the good news is, is that it's a, it feels like a big roster. Like I can't even use all the characters I have already, uh-huh. but yeah, but like, uh, to your point, um, I've even played it a tiny little bit on my iPad. Um, which I'm surprised you didn't do by the yeah, way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause you have an That's iPad. True. And yeah, like the, the environments can get a, a, a little more, um, a little bigger, but like nothing is like, it's not an open world game. Like these are still like corridor environments it's very much like uh, an RPG in like the 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 Final Fantasy sense. Like um, it 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 borrows a lot, uh, especially the battle system from like Final Fantasy X in particular, with the the visible turn order, um, and the manipulative uh, turn order where certain abilities will change up the turn order of your your team and enemies, um. I really like the 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 weakness mm-hmm. system and also the break system. So enemies have both a health bar and a break meter. So they have uh, elemental weaknesses. And unlike a lot of games where they're like only weak to like uh, maybe one or two, uh, enemies have like three or four that they're weak to. So like you're not kind of stuck 
with like, oh, I didn't bring this. Chances are you already have something that you have on the team that can break the weakness. And once you break the break bar, uh, enemies will be stunned and they will uh, take additional damage from the break. Um, and there are stats that you can uh, have that will increase your break damage and uh, also like how much damage you'll do whenever you deplete the break. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of uh, different styles of play. Uh, what I found really interesting was at first like was, oh, is this a game without a healer? Like, do you not need to heal at all? Uh, because you get the one character who yeah. can apply shields. And I was like, is this their form of healing? Is that like, is it going to be all preventative? And um, no, it's not the case. Uh, I just didn't get a healer until much later on. Um, and now I have two actually. Um, but it's quite interesting. But yeah, it seemed it seemed like yeah, with the the seeing the turn order and knowing what's coming in terms of like who's going to attack or defend next, that defense character is at an advantage there because you can plan out when you're going to protect someone, especially because sometimes the enemies will specifically yes. target a character before they're able to move, which mm -hmm. I thought was really yeah, cool. Yeah, there there's um tons of other abilities like later on you get uh an ability for the main character that is like uh you see this on enemies before you get it for yourself but enemies can taunt which means that you can't target anybody else but the the, the enemy that taunted and you get that later on so if you have like an enemy that targets somebody on the party and then you taunt away from them they will no longer be able to hit that character that was targeted um so there's cool defensive abilities. That's like some uh, some Hearthstone stuff there. Yeah, I, I never really got into that too much. Um, but like, yeah, there's like there's uh, cool defensive abilities. Uh, there's lots of like proc based gameplay with like the shields and shit, and like uh, damage buffs and debuffs. And uh, another cool aspect of just like the basic battle system is that like every character has an ultimate, and you can use ultimates whenever, and they happen in between turns. Uh, and that could be in between enemy turns and in between uh, your party turns. And so you can time them for like really opportune moments. So like if you have a healer, you can if you're taking a lot of damage and you're like your enemies are still like taking a lot of turns, you can if you have a heal ultimate ready, you can get that available and just like save your team before things get like really bad. And you have characters that are knocked down. Um, another interesting thing that like. I didn't even notice at first. It took me a while, like, while I got into it, was abilities never miss. There's no missing or dodging of abilities in this game. Attacks always hit. Oh, wow. Which is... Uh, I assume that would change at some point. N no, no. As I'm fairly deep in now. Uh, abilities always hit. So there's no missing. There's no dodging of any kind. Um, So it's sort of... like That's what I noticed whenever I was like, I haven't gotten a healer. Like, you just take damage. Like, you, you don't miss um, attacks of any kind. So that sort of changes up uh, your dynamic of, like, how you can play. Um, it, it's, it, it's a very interesting in-depth battle system. Uh, but, like, I also appreciate... And so this was the main difference for me from Genshin. And I, I can't remember if this is, like, how, like what, part of the reason why I bounced off Genshin. Or if, like, their onboarding here is a lot better. But I just remember being overwhelmed in Genshin with like, okay, you've got to level up your character and then you've got to level up their weapon and then you've got to level up their gear and like all these different levels that you had to pay attention to. Um, but here at the beginning, uh, you only have to worry about leveling up the character. And then it was, uh, you get the light cones, which are basically like tarot cards yeah. <laughs> that a character is equipped based on whatever uh whatever um like affinity that they have which is basically like um they call it like their it's basically like whatever arcana yeah they call like, it like their path right yeah it's called their path but like yeah but it's kind of like whatever arcana they are and there's like associated mythology like with these like space gods or whatever the hell um the story like the story is whatever i don't really care about it i like skip through it and like i get the gist um, I just really care about the battle system, to be honest with you. It sort of just like takes you through. It's like, okay, so like I only have to worry about the character 
and the 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 light cone leveling up. And it's like, cool, this is great. Then you get to level 20. And then it's like, oh, now you've unlocked equipment. Now you've got to uh, deal with equipping equipment and leveling that up. But it doesn't feel as bad as it did in Genshin because it didn't throw all of that to you at once. And I could be misremembering how it worked in Genshin. But the way it sort of progresses you through that doesn't feel as bad because uh, I've hit a few walls where I'm like, shit, some of these fights are kind of kicking my ass. But then it's like, okay, well, let me see if I can level up this light cone or let me level up this gear. And then once I do that, it's like, oh, wow, that really made a big difference. So, like, you feel the progression much more than I did in Genshin. But, yeah, like, I feel like the onboarding is a lot better. Yeah, it definitely feels that way. Um, it, it's nice to have them, like, slowly feed those things to you. Um, makes a yes. big difference. Yes. Especially for someone like me who can get overwhelmed by, like, systems in these RPGs. Um, just too many things to manage mm-hmm. at once is not not ideal. But, uh, th- yeah. It's still, it still suffers from that a bit, you know, like it's got the mobile game issue of like, there's the daily login and then there's actually another daily login that's hidden, which you have to sort of click a bunch of menus to find. And then there's the battle pass and then there's the, the recommended things you should be doing. And then there's the energy meter. Like it's got all of that bullshit on top, which I, I feel like, like, sadly, you know, I would just rather this. Yeah. Be- sadly, that's just video games now, at least like live service games. I know. You know? I know. Like, I just wish this was just like, a like, I would just, like, I probably said the same thing with Genshin. I would just rather pay $60 for this game and not have any of yeah. that shit. You know? But it, it is what it is. But, like, for me, like, I have not been tempted to spend a dime. That's huge. On this game. And I probably said the same thing with Genshin. Part of me was like, oh, it's like I could see myself buying the battle pass. But then I like looked at the rewards. and I'm like, I don't need any of this. So like, I'm good. But it's also the thing where it's like, it's early in the game's life. I know they're giving a lot more. You know, if I continue to play it when I get low on resources and shit, like how right. generous are they going to be? You know, like they're giving a ton of roles here early on how generous are they going to be later on, you know? Um, but at the same time, I have so many characters, I can't even keep them all leveled. Like, I'm using, like, my core, like, I don't know, maybe six, like, just to keep mm-hmm. all my elemental bases covered, and that's pretty much it. Um, and even then, I can't, like, keep all of their, like, st- like all their equipment leveled. Um, and, like, the main character is still, like, my best, like, damage dealer, you know? And, like... You obviously get that for free. Um, Yeah, but like even after last weekend, I've sort of slowed down because my progression has hit a couple walls and it's progress that even if I like was addicted and like really wanted to, I couldn't buy my way out anyway. Oh, so like you're leveling up your characters, but then you also have your like main overall level. And I forget what it's called. I think in Genshin, it was like your adventurer level or whatever. I can't do anything like at certain points in the main story, it'll be like, okay, you need to be three levels ahead in that adventure level to progress in the main story. And it's like, you got to do some shit in order to progress. Like you got to do side quests and you got to expend your daily energy to get XP to level that up. It's like, well, I did all my side quests that you gave me and I used up my energy and it's like, well, I guess I'm not, playing anymore mm-hmm. today i like you know i i did everything it's like i want to keep playing your game but you I, I have nothing left to do so see you tomorrow right. i guess and so it's like is the psychology of it that bad where it's like it wants like it knows i want to keep playing and so it's withholding itself from me i think so yeah, it's like insidious. I think that's it's definitely by design. Yeah. Yeah. It is. So, like that those are the walls that I've hit where it's not like oh shit, you know. Um because because of the way the battle system is, I've been able to do a lot of shit that is like suggested for like 5 or 7 levels above where my characters are at just because of the strategy of it. Ooh. 
So like if you have a decent enough strategy and like you're playing well enough and you're timing your ultimates, you can get out of a lot of shit. So I've done stuff that has been like well above like my pay grade here, which is nice to see. Yeah, that's really cool because like, you know, within a turn based system, you want to have expression. You want to have like some flexibility to, to really. Yeah. You know, do stuff that's like outside the box or that that sounds great. Yeah. Like that sounds something. It sounds like they've hit the fundamentals that will keep you playing for the long term. It's just that that sort of, you know, the monetary side, the microtransaction side of it or the, the service elements of it that kind of in, intrudes upon the, the experience. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the one day I didn't feel like playing, but then it was like. Oh shit! This was day seven for my daily login. Give away three of the spe- they were going to give away three of the gotcha rolls today, and so Ugh. I was like, okay. I pulled out the iPad and logged in and just uh, just claimed it basically, and then logged out. You know, right? Um, and I hate that shit. But it, like, if it wasn't mm-hmm. day seven, I wouldn't have bothered. But like, you know, since it was the big one where they were giving away three of the rolls, um. <laughs> Yeah, I'm very familiar. Um, my storied history with the uh, the sports games and their sort of gotcha version. Um, yeah, and those those games you pay sixty dollars and you have all that fun stuff right. on top of it. So hey, you know I can't bash this one too yeah. much. Yeah, it's like th- this came out at the perfect time where Final Fantasy 14 is like dead right now, and I don't even know if I'm going to be raiding in at the end of the month. And so it's like I sort of needed something mm-hmm. sort of live servicey to play, uh, even though like I, I don't know if there's any kind of multiplayer component or whatever. Um, and I, I don't think you might have gotten to this yet, but there's um, there's a really cool mode here uh, that's basically a roguelike uh, dungeon mode. Oh, and um, this is probably the most fun aspect of the game. So uh, you go in with uh, your selected party. And every uh, encounter, you get to select uh, one of three buffs for your party. And on the fly, you're making like an additional build on top of your party. And and then at a certain point, you get uh, like a a team wide ultimate based on whatever path you chose. And so you're making this on the fly build that's like, oh, if you uh, freeze enemies, like a shield will proc and like all kinds of shit like that. And it's like. Freezing damage does this much more damage. And this is just one path, by the way. There's, you know, a bunch of other ones. And I just unlocked another path. And um, it's really fun. There's been some challenging fights in there. And it's like, I'm like under leveled for some of them. But it's like, oh, I can kind of muscle my way through this if I like pick the right shit. Um, And then like you'll come across like, it's sort of like uh, Hades where like you'll get to pick a door, mm-hmm. you know, and then go through. Uh, so like there'll be like random events or you could pick a fight, you know, so like that sort of thing. And it's really fun. And then you're just like sort of making this meta build on top of your party on the fly and like trying to combo these different things. And then you can, uh, there's like a a currency inside the dungeon that, uh, doesn't last. So like if your run ends or you finish, like you don't keep that currency. So you just want to spend it whenever you get it. And so you could upgrade the cards, like these these meta buffs that you have, um, to like either upgrade cards or like buy new ones. And uh, it's really fun. It's really dynamic. Um, and there's like a weekly there's a weekly reward for like uh, doing so many of those in a week. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just yeah, really that fun, sounds cool. You know, uh, and like technically, you could just. Technically, you could keep doing it. You just won't get, yeah. like, the weekly reward anymore. I don't know if you'll still get XP. I'm not sure. Um, but it, it is just fun enough on its own that you just kind of want to keep playing that mode. Yeah, and if combat is the the true the true strength of the game, and that's where this is focused, and it even adds some stuff on top of it, that sounds really good. Yeah, yeah. I um, was going to ask you, because I... So, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I was going to ask you, because mm-hmm. you said you're not interested in the story, and from what I've played... That's for good reason because there's just a lot of like exposition of, you know, sci-fi stuff that really doesn't 
doesn't land. Oh, so there's so many fucking there's so many fucking nouns. I know. Holy shit. Um, but what I did, I was curious about, and I haven't really gotten far enough to really explore it because there was a po- I think it was Polygon who did a write up on how good the um the characters like group chats like on their cell phone those interactions are, and I'm thinking like, ooh, if that's if they flesh that out, that would be a really cool way to like have characterization in a game like this. Does that does that land for you at all? Like, are the characters good? Uh, it's fine. Oh, okay. I mean, it's just like little, n- n- yeah. Like no, I mean, I would say that the side quest, like some of the side quests, actually like get kind of dark. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually surprising, like how decent like the RPG RPG elements of the game are with like choice driven stuff, like within like side quests. Hmm. Where you get to like decide the fate of people and it doesn't really matter for your rewards or anything, but you just get to like make moral choices. Oh, wow. And there's like, like you get achievements for doing everything in the game. It's just like more of the dopamine for like just getting, giving you like the crystals or whatever. It sort of keeps you hooked, you know, but it's just like, oh yeah, you, you gave, uh, 10 sarcastic answers in dialogue. So here's, here's an achievement for that, (laughs) you know? So just like so many of these different choices. Yeah. Yeah, Just like that. It's it's like you gave, or you set, or you apologized five times in dialogue answers. So here's an achievement for that. Just like so many of these little choices. Oh, I wish, I wish there was like a, a real life achievement for apologizing. Yeah, exactly. Um, but like within quests, like, like I got to choose, like at the end, like I, I uncovered like, you know, the, the identity of this android and then it's like okay so like what do you want to do with this android now that you like you you do you want to tell her that she's an android or do you want to lie to her and like let her keep living her life and like it's like shit man i don't know like that's a, that's a massive that's a, that's like a big fucking uh, classic sci-fi question yeah that's a big that's yeah. a big fucking choice i just wanted the uh xp reward at the end of this quest so i can keep doing the main story fuck i don't know man like there's you lots could build, of those. you could build a whole game around that type of thing. Yeah, so like the RPG elements and it's like it doesn't really like um it's actually kind of cool cuz you can run into that character later and like whatever you choice you chose does matter for that little like little side character. Um nice. But it's like in the grand scheme it doesn't change the world, you know? But like for your role playing it does, you know? It it changes your experience. And a lot of mm-hmm. like even big budget RPG like quote unquote RPG games don't bother to do that anymore. And so to see it in like this free to play game is pretty damn cool. Um, and there's lots of little like almost like side Easter egg things you can find where like I ended up in a in a role playing situation. I was telling my brother this uh, like we're like, you know how you just enter a room and there's like lots of little objects you can find. And so you're just interacting with all the objects. Right. And so. Uh, you get sent to like an inn, just like a standard ass RPG thing. And so you go to your room in the inn and you're interacting with all the things and you go to the closet. And it's like it's like an air, a narration in your head. It's like, oh, you really want to go into that closet right now for some reason. And then if you just like sort of keep going along and playing with the, the RPG of it and it's like, oh, somebody's knocking on your door. It's probably room service. It's like or it could be a, a, an evil invader. And it's like if you keep playing with it, you get a reward at the end. And it's just like just like little shit like that. It's like, okay, yeah, sure. Why the fuck not? Yeah, that's cool. It's like an attention to detail and you're rewarded for for actually like engaging with that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, so like uh some of the characters are like eh whatever. Um actually there's like a weird there's a weird thing that I thought was going to be like a main choice in the main story that they just like completely disregard and it's like oh well that's kind of weird and then like the choice that the characters make that they disregard you for is actually like i feel like kind of evil and they're just like yeah things are fine now thanks for helping and it's like wait a minute (laughs) i feel like that was kind of fucked up Uh uh-huh but they just like continue like everything's fine and then you leave the planet and i'm like what the fuck okay but yeah, but like the side stuff is sort of really where like a lot of the stories happen. And I feel like a lot of the like the writers of these side stories really got to like flex their writing, which is kind of cool. But yeah, the phone stuff is eh, it's whatever. That's yeah, I mean, really. that's that's like, a little disappointing. You just get but... like bombarded with like 
you'll just get bombarded with like characters like just saying like hey uh can you come do a side quest for me like just on the phone oh okay. like that's kind of that's kind of the extent of it so but yeah it sounds like there's there's more than enough interesting stuff going yeah there's like um companion side quests that's really where you get to know more of the characters rather than to the the text messages i would mm-hmm. say so i feel like that's the more interesting avenue but um but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna keep playing it until you know I either hit some kind of paywall or I don't know I get bored or I run out of co- something you know like eventually I'll exhaust like the story I guess you know it's not gonna keep going forever. Um, yeah, I guess we'll Very see. Cool. Yeah, so uh, I you watched your name, which I talked about uh briefly last episode. Um, I am curious about what you thought about it. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. I didn't listen to the last. Oh, episode. really? Oh, um, okay. I didn't realize. Yeah, I didn't realize that you had talked oh. about. It. So we we spoke. You, yeah, because you, you mentioned. I asked you. No, I asked you. Um, you know, outside of the podcast, right. I asked you what you okay. were watching, and you mentioned this movie, and then I was like browsing, you know, Crunchyroll, and they happen to have yeah, it. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, let me uh, let me check this out because the director has a new movie out and that's pretty popular in Letterboxd. I'm like, let me just, you know, I've heard great things. Yeah. So, but I did not realize that you, you uh, spoke about it on the show. Um, so we won't spend much time. I just love the the heck out of it. I thought it was fantastic. Um, like there are movies that uh, very clearly try and like emotionally manipulate the viewer mm-hmm. and, tug at the the heartstrings quote unquote and then there's movies that earn it yeah 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 like thoroughly earn it and and this movie earned every bit of it i thought like it was just like it's deeply moving but then you also like visually um you have like these unforgettable like landscapes and and environments Mm -hmm. and and just the way that they utilize like the core like uh well, there's, there's, it's almost like the movie takes place in two parts, right? Cause you have the first like 40 minutes or so where these two characters are switching between their lives. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know if you, like, if you talked about the premise of this movie last no, week. No, I did. Yeah. That's what I sort of mentioned was like that it, it felt like, um, sort of like a mini, like anime where it felt like it was split in three distinct episodes. Like, yes. you even had the, uh, you even had the, the musical, um, like interlude that was almost like a closing theme in between where it was like, Oh, this was like a half hour. And then we're like doing the musical transition into the next episode. I actually watched the movie in multiple parts through multiple nights. Just okay. because yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and it worked like, I usually don't like to do that, but it mm-hmm. worked in this, in this uh, scenario. But yeah. So like you have that first part and it, it's really um, incredible. Cause you have like these two characters who are, um, in, in various ways, dissatisfied with their lives. One lives in the mm-hmm. city. The other one lives in like the, the outskirts and like this, uh, I don't know how you would describe it. Cause it's, it's, it's more of like a, it's um, just like a, a rural yeah. like, town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out in the mountains. And, and so like the characters are dissatisfied, but then they switch bodies. And so you're like seeing their lives from a different perspective. And they're also teaching each other, like, the value in the other person's everyday life. And it's just, it's beautiful. You know, it mm-hmm. like the, the sentiment behind it, the, the meaning behind it. Um, like, cause it's obviously not yeah. an original concept. Like we've seen this done before. Um, but they sure, like, they yeah, make yeah. such full, like emotional use of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, the, the movie takes a turn after that. And I don't want to spoil what happens next. And it really does change sort of like the priority of like storytelling and what's going on. Um, right. But that took me uh, off guard because I didn't, I don't know if that was like part of like the trailers or part of like, the, but man, that, that twist like 40 minutes in, I'm like, holy hell. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, the, the movie takes an emotional turn from there. That's very different from what came before, but it still just lands everything that it's going for. Um, yeah. yeah. I loved it. I loved it. Uh, so good. I have to check out, the other uh, films from this, from this director. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Nice. The, um, um, the, the, the drink, uh, grossed me out a little bit. The, the, so- the sake, the, the, I forget what it's called. Oh yeah. 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 
it was i don't think they usually make it that way uh, okay so that's not based on like a real tradition something special oh it could be um i don't think like regular soccer no okay i assume that wasn't the case i i knew it was like this very special like uh (laughs) ceremonial thing yeah 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 I mean, that could be based in some sort of uh, actual ritual, but like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it is. But like, but I, you yeah, know what? Not how they make Neither money. here nor there. It's really not a big deal. That's not not at all the focus. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think that's going to do it for us. We've been <laughs> we've been podcasting our little hearts out here. Um, thank you so much for listening. Really do appreciate it. If you have any thoughts uh, on AI, uh, Grimes, or you know. Uh, <laughs> Thoughts on gotcha games uh hit us up video at denro.co uh really do appreciate it um yeah check out the kofi page i put lots of updates and shit there um and yeah i think that's it thank you ian for joining me once again uh we're gonna see what the schedule holds now that i got some episodes in the can as they say on striking Hollywood. Let's see how long that reference <laughs> how long that reference is relevant for. Um, yeah, that's gonna do it for us. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Really do appreciate it. We'll see you on the next one. <laughs>